Book Club by E.B. White, illustrated by Garcia Williams. Chapter 4 Loneliness. The next day was rainy and dark. Rain fell on the roof of the barn and dripped steadily from the eaves. Rain fell in the barnyard and ran in crooked courses down the lane where the thistles and prickly grew. Rain splattered against Mrs. Zuckerman's kitchen windows and came gushing out of the downspout. Rain fell on the backs of the sheep as they grazed into the meadow. When the sheep was tired of standing in the rain, they walked slowly up the lane and into the fold. Rain upset Wilbur's plans. Wilbur had planned to go out this day and dig a new hole in his yard. He had other plans too. His plans for the day went something like this. Breakfast at 6.30, skim milk crusts, middlings, bits of donuts, wheat cakes with chops of maple syrup, sticking to them, potato skins, leftover custard pudding, and raisins and bits of shredded wheat. Breakfast would be finished at 7. From 7 to 8, Wilbur planned to have a talk with Templeton, the rat that lived under his truck. Talking with Templeton was not the most interesting occupation in the world, but it was better than nothing. From 8 to 9, Wilbur planned to take a nap outdoors in the sun. From 9 to 11, he planned to dig a hole or a trench and possibly find something good to eat buried in the dirt. From 11 to 12, he planned to stand still and watch flies on the forks, watch bees in the clover, and watch wallows in the air. 12 o'clock lunchtime. Middlings warm water, apple pears, wheat gravy, carrot scrapings, wheat scraps, stale homemade, and the wrapper of a package of cheese. Lunch would be over at 1. From 1 to 2, Wilbur planned to stay from 2 to 3. He planned to scratch itchy places by rubbing against the fence. From 3 to 4, he planned to stand perfectly still and think of what it was like to be alive and to wait for fern. At 4 would come supper. Skim milk preventer left skim milk preventer, leftover sandwich from Lily's lunchbox, prune skins, a bushel of this, a bit of that, a fried potatoes, marmalade drippings, a little more of this, a little more of that, a piece of baked apple, a scape of upside down soup. Wilbur had gone to sleep thinking about his plans. He woke at six and saw the rain, and it seemed as though he couldn't bear it. I get everything all beautifully ground out, and it has to go in rain, he said. For a while, he stood gloomily indoors, and he walked to the door and looked up. Drops of rain struck his face. His yard was cold and wet. His trough had an inch of rainwater in it. Templeton was nowhere to be seen. Are you out there, Templeton? called Wilbur. There was no answer. Suddenly, Wilbur felt lonely and friendless. One day, just like another, he told, I'm very young. I have no real friends here in the barn. It's going to rain all morning and all afternoon. And Wilbur won't come in such a bad weather. Oh, honestly. And Wilbur was crying again for a second time in two days. At 6.30, Wilbur heard the banging of pails. Wilbur was standing outside in the rain, stirring up breakfast. Come on, pig, said Wilbur. Wilbur did not budge. Wilbur dumped the slabs, scraped the pail, and walked away. He noticed that something was wrong with the pigs. Wilbur didn't want food. He wanted love. He wanted a friend, someone who would play with him. He mentioned this to the goose, who was sitting quietly in the corner of the steeple. Will you come over to play with me? He asked. Sorry, sunny star, said the goose. I'm sitting, sitting on my eggs. Eight of them. Gotta keep them toasty, oasty, oasty warm. I have to stay right here. I'm not liberty, liberty, gibbet. I do not play when there are eggs to hatch. I'm expecting balls. Well, I didn't expect you were. 
Well, I didn't think you were expecting woodpeckers. I said, well, they're expecting me. Wilbur next tried one of the lambs. Will you please play with me? He asked. Certainly not, said the lamb. In the first place, I cannot get into your pen, as I am not old enough to jump over the fence. In the second place, I'm not interested in pigs. Pigs means less than nothing to me. What do you mean less than nothing, replied Wilbur. I don't think there is anything such as less than nothing. Nothing is absolutely the limit of nothingness. It's the lowest you can go. It's the end of the line. How can something be less than nothing? If there was something that was less than nothing, then nothing would be nothing. It would be something, even though it's just a very little bit of something. When nothing is nothing, then nothing has nothing. That is less than it is. Oh, be quiet, said the lamb. Go play by yourself. I don't want to play with pigs. Sadly, Wilbur lay down and listened to the rain. Soon, he saw the rat climbing down the slanting board like he just as a stairway. Will you play with me, Pumper Pump? asked Wilbur. Play? said Pumper Pump, twirling his fishbowl. Play? I hardly know the meaning of the word. Well, said Wilbur, it means to have fun, to follow, to run and skip and make merry. I never do those things. If I can avoid them, replied the rat curly, I prepare to spend my time eating, gnawing, spying, and hiding. I am a glutton, but not a merrymaker. Right now, I am on my way to your shop to eat your breakfast, since you haven't got sense enough to eat yourself. And Tumble Thumb the rat crept stealthily along the wall and disappeared into a private tunnel that he had dug between the door and the shop in Wilbur's yard. Tumble Thumb was a crafty rat and he had things pretty much his own way. The tunnel was an example of his skill and cunning. The tunnel enabled him to get from the barn to his hiding place under the pig's trough without coming out in the open. He had tunnels and runways all over Mr. Zuckerman's barn and could get from one place to another without being seen. Usually he slept during the daytime and abroad only after dark. Wilbur watched him disappear into his tunnel. In a moment, he saw the rat's sharp nose poke out from underneath the wooden trough. Cautiously, Templeton pulled himself up over the edge of the trough. This was almost more than Wilbur could stand. On this day, rainy day to see his breakfast being eaten by somebody else. He knew Templeton was getting soaked out there in the pouring rain, but even that didn't comfort him. Trembling, dejected and hungry, he threw himself down in the mule and saw. Late that afternoon, Larry went to the mystery gentleman. I think there's something wrong with that pig of yours. He hasn't touched his food. Give him two spoonfuls of sulfur and a little molasses, said Mr. Gentleman. Wilbur couldn't believe what was happening to him when Lily caught him and forced the medicine down his throat. This was certainly the worst day of his life. He didn't know whether he could enjoy the awful loneliness anymore. Darkness settled over everything. Soon there was only shadows and the noises of sheep chewing their cuts, and occasionally the rattle of cow chains up overhead. You can imagine Wilbur's surprise when out of the darkness came a small voice he had never heard before. It sounded rather thin, but pleasant. Do you want a friend, Wilbur? It said. I'll be a friend to you. I've watched you all day and I like you. But I can't see you, said Wilbur, jumping to his feet. Who are you? Who are you? I'm right up here, said a voice. Go to sleep. You will see me in the morning. That is the end of chapter 4, Loneliness. If you want to listen to chapter 5, please go to the next episode. Thank you.